Shalom. Welcome to another episode of Inspiration from Zion. I'm Jonathan Feldstein, and I have the privilege of being your host, coming to you from the Judean mountains here in Israel. I like to refer to it as the original Bible Belt. Inspiration from Zion is a program of the Genesis 123 Foundation, whose mission is to build bridges between Jews and Christians and Christians with Israel in ways that are new, unique, and meaningful. I pray you will find this, all of those. Through this program, we are excited to connect you to people and stories in and related to Israel to give you a window to look through experiencing aspects of life here that you might not otherwise know about. We want this to be interactive, so please be in touch with us at inspirationfromzion at gmail.com and send along any questions and any comments about any topic, any time. Or you can reach us at genesis123.co or follow and like Inspiration from Zion on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay tuned until the end when we're also going to share some exciting opportunities. And please feel free to share this episode with people who you know who will find it of interest. Before introducing our guests today, and that's right, I said guests. We have two special guests. I need to give you a little background. It's the biblical month of Adar, a season that's filled with joy. In fact, according to Judaism, Adar is considered the happiest month, something that we don't typically have in the Gregorian calendar. During Adar, we celebrate Purim, recounting the miracles of the book of Esther and how God saved the Jewish people through a Jewish woman who had been exiled from Israel. If you haven't read the book in a while, it's definitely worth going back to review. There's a Jewish tradition and song that goes along with the month of Adar, When Adar comes, joy is increased. At this season, you'll hear that song sung everywhere throughout Israel. Today, we want to add to your joy, and we're doing so in song. So we've invited our two really special guests. When we started the Inspiration from Zion podcast, I learned about the concept of intro and outro music and how that gives flavor to the beginning and end of the program. And so I wanted to find something that was really unique with a beautiful sound that was relatable to Jews and Christians and authentically Israeli. And I knew right where to go. I wrote to Yoni and Nina Tokayer, who together are Yonina, and asked if I could have permission to use one of their songs. And their response was immediate, gracious, and enthusiastic. I had been wanting to host Yoni and Nina for a while, but it seems so fitting to have them as we begin the celebration of Adar and as a way to thank and recognize them. Every one of more than 75,000 people who have downloaded our podcast so far in such a short time starts out listening to their voices. So it's a real privilege for me to welcome Yoni and Nina Tokayer as our guests live on Inspiration from Zion. Yoni and Nina, thank you so much for joining us for this episode, and thank you for being part of every episode that we do. Wow. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for this opportunity, for the warm welcome. Well, it's so nice. It's so wonderful. You know, it was definitely not appropriate to have just some sort of canned music that you buy a license from to to do this podcast as we're building bridges between Jews and Christians and and, and meaningful connections uh, with Israel. And on that note, most people listening probably have not heard of you before. And this is a first. So before we talk about your music, I'd love it if you could just share briefly a little bit about yourselves and your background. Okay, so um, I'm Yoni. I was actually, uh, I made Aliyah to Israel. I moved to Israel when I was five years old uh, from New York. I was a big Zionist. <laughs> I, moved with, I moved with my family. 
And um, so I've been living in Israel since I'm five. Nina's actually... Uh, I was born in Jerusalem, but my parents are American. Uh, we moved to Israel. And, um, so, that's, so that's where our English, uh, our English is from. We've been married for almost seven years now. We have uh, three sweet children. One of them is uh, joining us on this conversation, so you might hear her background noises, our, our baby. Uh, and uh, we've been making music together basically ever since uh, we got married. Well, actually, so that's that's what I wanted to ask about. First of all, it's so amazing to have your daughter here uh, with us because so many of your videos, and I'm going to keep encouraging people to go to, to check out your website um, and, and also follow you on YouTube. And, and listen, because it's not just listening, it's also the watching. And, and so many times we feel like we're connected to your family because there's not always, but so frequently a baby on your lap or someone you're playing with and one of you's holding and interacting. And, and, and it's so amazing. So it feels like we're, we're connected to you and your lives and that you're inviting us into your lives. Um, we see your kids growing up. Um, sometimes like you're, like you, Nina have right now with a baby on your lap sometimes sitting in your yard. Um, I love the ones that you do sitting in the car. I've got a, I'm kind of curious about why, why the, maybe it's the acoustics. I'm not sure. And you're a beautifully talented musical team, but how did you meet? And at what point did you realize that you were kind of destined, as you say, to make music together, both as a couple, but also as a duet? Um, yeah. So we actually, we've met, um, I guess it was, what was it, it was seven years ago, right? Yeah. Um, I was a tour guide. I'm still a tour guide um, in uh, Tzfat. And um, in Tzfat, I took a group out to see the beautiful views from the uh, Tzfat balcony from a place where Nina worked, Livnot Vilibanot. I was doing my national service there at the time, which is an alternative wow. to army. And, uh, and we met there on that balcony. And uh, that's where our relationship started. So we didn't meet through music, but very, very quickly in our first conversations, we realized that music was, was a huge part of both of our lives and uh, that we were both, you know, songwriters and... and even the, right before we even met, before we met, I asked Nina to send me uh, her songs and send some recordings that she did in the studio. And I sent uh, some of my recordings. And it was kind of like, uh, you know, like the show The Voice, you know, where you have to get to choose. <laughs> you, you auditioned you someone. Auditioned, we auditioned each other before we met. <laughs> the blind audition. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> no, so we really, I mean, I, I think that our, our connection was, of course, like much deeper than just the music. But that was another passion that we felt we shared and we had in common. And after we got married, we were each kind of uh, trying to figure out what to do with our with our own music. Yoni was in the, finishing up a, a solo album and I had some songs which I had recorded and Yoni kept saying, you know, we should really make music together. He, he was really, really pushed for uh, for us trying to create something together. So we started just by kind of opening a page on Facebook and YouTube. We called channel. it Yonina. It was a, our, both our names, Yoni and Nina, Yonina. That was our nickname anyway. And we just thought we'll just upload, <laughs> you know, we'll upload once a week a video a cover to a song before Shabbat and um, and we'll see where it goes and really very quickly we just had a, a few viral videos and and it really became like uh from a side cute thing that we do to uh our, our full-time to our full-time uh yeah full-time musicians it's amazing and, and again I want to really encourage people to watch the videos I mean they'll hear the music and your voices are are beautiful individually 
together, how you sing together, how you harmonize. But I, one of the things I just love is the interaction between you, watching you as you're singing. And it's often just so organic. I mean, you're not, it's, you, I mean, sometimes you have more, I, I don't know, I'm not a, 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 um, somebody who can judge music, but um, more studio quality. And sometimes just like now you're sitting in your house, Yoni, you, you, are, you see the screen on with Nina sitting with the baby and then you sit down and you just press play and or record and you just start and it's just so beautiful and organic. Um, yeah, I, I'm so excited. Do you remember the first song that you recorded together? Um, do you remember the first song? The first video. What um, was the first video? Oh, actually, um, when we, actually, when we got engaged. Right. When we got engaged, yeah. so for, uh, we thought it would be cute to um, to announce our engagement with a song. So we so, so we sat down and we just it started. It was really late at night after our, our parents had you know met each other and, and we, we were ready to kind of share it with the world. We we put together this like medley, this mashup of uh, a lot of a lot of uh, wedding songs, uh, Jewish wedding songs, <laughs> and we sat down and we filmed ourselves singing it, and we posted that on our Facebook, and it got like you know all of our friends, and it was it was yeah. a really special way to. So that was actually the first the first time we ever recorded something together. That, I'm so glad I thought to ask you that. That's beautiful. I, I, I want to see that now. That's uh, if you, I don't um, think is it. It's, it's not on our page. It's not, it's not, it's not on our page. It was it was before we had a channel. You know, it was just on our private pages. But I'll I'll send it to you. Well, <laughs> I will look forward to that. Um, before, speaking of your music, so we begin each episode with your incredible rendition of Hallelujah, and it's just for a few seconds. And I want to take just a minute and pause and listen to that full version because people only hear the beginning uh, for a few moments. And I like to hear the, the full, the full song and share that and then come back with you. I heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord, but you don't really care for music, do you? I love that. I mean, I, I picked it because I wanted a song that Jews and Christians could understand, even if it's just the first word, hallelujah. 
um, we can relate to. Um, but you do it in such a special way. It's a, you bring together two versions of this great song. Can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so when we were when we were making the cover to the song, we thought that it would be special to bring some Hebrew into it and to actually use the words of King David. You know, since the the Leonard Cohen song is a is about very much about King David, so we wanted to bring words from Psalms, uh, where King David himself, you know, throughout all Psalms, writes so many times, Hallelujah. Um. Yeah. Um, no, I just think I think it's really amazing to think for me that when we're thinking about King David and uh, and and then to use the words of that he actually you know speaking in Hebrew and using the words that the, King David wrote himself, I think that's an amazing thing that that we could, we're speaking the language. Like if I met King David now and I said Shalom, he would understand what I'm saying. That's an amazing thought. Sorry for this. Uh, <laughs> No, it's 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 so natural and organic. So let's let's roll with it. Don't worry. Uh, I'm hoping people are smiling, listening to your to your daughter as well. Um, no, that, anyway, think, when, yeah. When you said about our videos, how uh, the kids are with us in the videos, so uh, you know people ask why do we do that. So it's pretty much because that we never have any time to do anything. If we didn't, <laughs> if we if we looked for time when the kids aren't sitting on our lap, then we wouldn't, wouldn't get anything done. So, yeah, we it's just... It's true. That's how we first started uh, with our, our oldest, who's now five and a half. When she started appearing in our first videos, it was literally because every time we would try and film, film a, a video when she was asleep, she'd wake up. So oh, that, wow. You know, she's always with us, so we might as well, you know, we're not going to bring a babysitter every time we want to make a video. We'll just, right. She'll just be part of it. Well, it's a beautiful way. Again, like I said before, it's like a really beautiful way of connecting with you. And I remember seeing some of those videos. They're not in a sequence, but by the way, how incredible that you have these videos documenting your, your family and your, your family, the children's growth and the growth of your family, um, like this. And, and those first videos with your oldest daughter. I mean, she's tiny, right? A month, two months, maybe. Right. I think, yeah, we started when she was four or, oh. Yeah. yeah, four months old. Four months old, I think we started to sing. Oh, okay. We started singing with her. She actually, our first concert, she was a few months old, and she was with us over there. And we had a babysitter that was with uh, backstage with our baby. And uh, at, a certain, at a certain point, she just came out onto the stage. She's like, she's crying. Take her. And we're, <laughs> we're sitting on stage with the 250 people out in the audience, and Nina's just holding our, our oldest. So, um well. Yeah, I I love it. Uh, I love, by the way, Yoni, I really, really love, and I, uh, since this is so unscripted, how it just came out that speaking not just the same language, but the words that King David wrote. He's, you know, if, if, if you were doing the album, you would have to say lyrics by King David, which is so amazing to think <laughs> of and, and connect you and your music to us and our history. But I'm curious also for the two of you, how does that, I mean, obviously, hallelujah, but uh, you're singing in general. How does that, how does it connect or is it a, an outlet for your faith and your spirituality? And how does that come out through your music? Um, it's a good question. I, I think, I think it's hard for me to even to separate between uh, the, my music that has to do with uh, faith and uh, or 
for my Judaism and with just uh, my regular experience because it's so intertwined. Kind of like the prism that. Yeah, like that's the prism of where like, that's the window of, of through how I I see the world, and so I could talk about about just my day to day life and when I write a song, but in that day to day life, there'll be infused different ideas or different things that that I draw from. Uh, Spirituality. From spirituality or from from Tanakh from the from the Bible, um, yeah. yeah. I also think that Hallelujah is like a good example for something that we try and do in a lot of our songs, which is you know in a sense create a bridge um, and 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 connect between whether it's uh, you know songs in which we combine Hebrew and English or places where we kind of combine try and build a bridge between our faith. And between um, something which is maybe more like pop culture, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I, I don't know. For, for me, that's powerful because I, I grew up in a home, you know, where we listened to both uh, like Jewish spiritual music and uh, James Taylor and Tracy Chapman, and uh, and also because I, I, I don't know, I believe in, in building bridges both between people and uh, between ideas and concepts. So uh, that's something that I think we, we kind of try and do. In our in our songs, so that they're on one hand, it, it feels like Jewish music or, or religious music, but also like something that maybe anyone could relate to, even if they're not, you know, from the same faith. It, it well, it, it is, and that's one of the great things that I'm I'm sure Christians listening, and 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 so many of the churches that I go to have such great worship music. Um, and, and it's and often much more musical. Uh, Christians often don't understand how we don't on, on Shabbat, which is typically when we'll do our Sabbath, when we do our most singing, at least in, in the context of our prayers, um, that there's no instruments, that it's all that it's all uh, a cappella. And and um, I actually have a, a really funny story about that um, relating to um, I, I, I don't think I don't, I've heard you do any country music yet. But I've become really good friends with Ricky Skaggs, who's a 17-time Grammy winner. And he was at my house for Shabbat once. And Friday night came to the, the service. And I said, we have to have somebody who's leading the service with a beautiful voice. We're having a, a Grammy Award winner. So my neighbor, Avi, said he would lead the service. And he learned the tune uh, to uh, uh, the song, The Highway 40 Blues. And he sang that to our song, Lachado D. Friday night and there was no recording of it. It was just beautiful, <laughs> but, but it comes through that point. I wanted to make it so comes through in what you do. And I want, and I hope that when our Christian friends are listening and then seeing, even if they're not understanding the Hebrew, that that will, that will definitely come through. I want to ask you a, about Jerusalem a bit. You, uh, Nina, you said you were born in Jerusalem. A lot of your videos are in and around Jerusalem. Why is Jerusalem so important? Mm. Right, so Sunny, you know, you you uh you geared this question towards me, but Yoni, I think, is just as much, if, if yeah. not more, connected to Jerusalem. Although he didn't grow up in Jerusalem. Yeah, so I, I mean, first of all, we're just we're very connected to Jerusalem. Nina grew up in Jerusalem, and I learned in yeshiva. I studied in yeshiva in the old city of Jerusalem for 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 many years. And then I uh, also became a tour guide in Jerusalem, and I and I was a tour guide in the city of David and the old city, and um, and 
Okay. I, I can't explain my love to Jerusalem. I, you know, when we go to Nina's parents for a Shabbat, a lot of times, first of all, that's why a lot of times we make videos in Jerusalem because a lot of times we're there for Shabbat and then we'll, we'll make a video. But, um, I, I'll find myself sometimes just, just going, uh, going to the Western Wall, to the Kotel, but on the way, I'll just walk the, the streets and walk the, in the, in the little alleyways and just learn more and more things. I, I, and, and the, the, everything there is just so alive. It gives me so much, uh, um, this, it just inspiration. inspiration. It fills me up so much. Uh, just the history of the, of the place and everything that happened there and the, and, and how much it's, and it's not only history, it's also alive, meaning like it's, it's living history. Um, and so that's why I feel very, very connected to, to Jerusalem. Uh, I feel like I'm connecting myself to such a greater story of the Jewish people and the, and just the, the, the world. What, what I love about Jerusalem is how it's like a little microcosm of, of the world, both in terms of the diversity of people that you can meet in the street mm-hmm. there, the fact that it's holy yeah. to, you know, three religions and, and it combines, like Kim said, this ancient history with, uh, with modern day and, and even our future. So to me, it just feels like this, uh, this crossroads that, that really holds so much of the diversity of the world within it. Amazing. Now, I know you also do musical tours of Jerusalem. Can you tell us what that's about? Yeah, so actually, we, we started doing musical tours of Jerusalem. Um, uh, just, I, I, I had, I really wanted to combine my love to Jerusalem and tour guiding together with our music. And so we finally started doing it. And it was such an amazing thing because, uh, uh, you know, tour guiding uh, around old cities is, is, is special, but, uh, but infusing it with music really gives, I feel like time to, um, to kind of like internalize the the ideas or the different things that we that we're you're meeting when we're going on a tour, and then so we started leading groups uh, in person throughout Jerusalem, and then COVID started. Right, and we so, did one tour, and then COVID started. <laughs> right, we're so like we, this was great. Let's do that again. Right, <laughs> right, and then so we decided um, to start doing uh, virtual musical tours in Jerusalem. Okay, and so what we did was we kind of filmed ourselves in different locations in Jerusalem, uh, talking and singing. But then to get the live, the live feeling, what we did was is that we do live Zooms and we have segments pre-recorded in different places, but for people, if they have questions or different, or different, or different discussions, so we talk in between the segments, sing some songs, and then go back to a different location that we pre-recorded. So, um, yeah. So you get both like the the high quality videography of the actual sites and us kind of tour guiding from there, but also the live energy. And something we really enjoy doing, and we we lead these virtual tours for all sorts of different communities and schools and organizations around the world. Sometimes we get up at three a.m. to uh, yeah. in order to make it work with uh, with Eastern time, but uh, it's it's special. I love it. I think we froze for a minute. Oh. Um, uh, first of all, I'm real interested in ha- in having you do a musical tour for, I want to do it for my church or, or, or whatever. How do they reach you? Hi there at yoninamusic.com. <laughs> <laughs> yoninamusic.com. Or uh, just send straight out uh, an email to uh, uh, yoninamusic at gmail.com. Got it. Okay, we're going to come back on that. I want to pause in the conversation for just a moment 
to invite you to join us in one of the really incredible programs that we do as part of the Genesis 123 Foundation. This year, we have been going out all throughout the Judean mountains to show love to soldiers who are stationed, keeping us safe from the threat of terrorism. It doesn't matter if we're in a burning heat wave or temperatures below freezing before the wind chill, they are out there guarding strategic points that have a high risk of terrorism. And thanks to the support of many people like you, we are pleased to bring them homemade hot soup in the cold of winter and cold drinks and sweet watermelon in the heat of summer. Any donation is meaningful and helps us to bless the soldiers. You can join us and donate at genesis123.co slash bless a soldier. That's genesis123.co slash bless a soldier. And when you do, you also have the opportunity to send along your own personal words of thanks and blessings to the soldiers guarding the land and protecting the people. Please join us. Now, uh, I want to pivot a little bit, um, still, still relating to Jerusalem. I mean, and you were speaking, I think Nina said something earlier um, about sometimes your music is very modern and contemporary. Sometimes it's very traditional, biblical prayers, obviously using the words of King David himself. And there's often a real beautiful contemporary feel. One of the things, or one of the songs that I really like the best that has a really great mix of that, and it starts with a reggae beat, is um, is Jerusalem Mashup, uh, which, which kind of has that whole mix. So I want to let people listen to that now just for a minute and then come back and kind of dissect it and you tell us about it. Jerusalem, if I forget you. Jerusalem, if I forget you. Jerusalem, if I forget you. Then I come down from a tongue. Jerusalem, if I forget you. What it's supposed to do Jerusalem If I forget you Why and I come down from it on Jerusalem If I forget you So what inspired that? That was amazing. I love, I love listening to, I love the, the reggae beat at the outset. What, what inspired that? Thank you. Um, so yeah, that was before Jerusalem Day. Yeah, we were preparing for uh, for Jerusalem Day. Uh, well, Jerusalem Day is the day that uh, Jerusalem was uh, right, uh, reunified. Ah. 
1967. After the Six Day War. After the Six Day War, uh, where we went back, we came, you know came back to the old city and to the Western Wall and Temple Mount, and so um, we thought we, we wanted we, we were thinking what's, we were thinking how Jerusalem so special in the way that it's really so diverse. And so we decided that we, um, bless her, I take uh, as many songs that we could find about Jerusalem and match them up all together. And it was just amazing when we started looking through it. We said, oh my God, there's, you know, reggae songs, there's songs in Hebrew, there's Jewish songs, there's just regular Israeli songs, there's everything. And, and it's so, it really shows what Jerusalem is. So, um, we just started working on it, trying to connect them together. And, um, that was actually, I think our, our, first big milestone video that started creating a buzz and I think that was the point in which we realized that we started something right. that just started snowballing and we kind of lost, the, the mayor of kind of lost control over yeah. it in, in a good sense. The mayor of Jerusalem shared it. Right. Wow. And also the, wow. Very cool. Yeah. That was as in, did Naftali Bennett. Yeah. And who, Naftali Bennett who today is the prime minister. Then he was uh, <laughs> he was uh, a party member. Yeah. A party member. Of, and he shared it. On his page. On his page. And then, and, and, then, and, and then we just started getting a lot, a lot of press. And, and people started asking, you know, when are you performing? And where, where's your next concert? So we realized we need to start doing concerts. Right. They asked us, when's your, when's your, do you have a concert? I said, of course I have a concert. And I'm thinking, <laughs> looking at me, and I'm like, oh my God, we have a concert? Like, how long's your concert for? Oh, it's uh, you, average, I, yeah. an average concert. Like, you know, uh, an hour? Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that's how, that's pretty much that was the beginning of that song. Wow, I didn't I didn't know that. I'm so glad I thought. First of all, I'm so glad that song was so engaging to me, and I and I thought to share it so I could get that great piece of your your history and and uh, tradition. If, if you know we're two years into the pandemic, I didn't know you had started the tours just before. So that's like right now, uh, two years ago. Um, hopefully soon, people are going to be able to come back, and you can of course do your musical tours live in addition to the virtual virtual won't go away it's just going to complement i hope the life but three if we were bringing a group now we're getting on a bus and going to jerusalem what are the three things that you want to see or them to see or experience in jerusalem wow what a good question (laughs) um I think, first of all, for me, the very, uh, I feel it's very important for me, the, the core, core Jerusalem, and that is the Temple Mount and the City of David, which really, that's where the center, that's the heart, uh, the place where the, the temple, Victor Midash was built, um, the place where we're, we believe that there's a connection between the heavens and the earth. So that's one place that uh, I think I would like people to be exposed to either through an outlook or actually visiting um, Temple Mountain City of David. Um, you know, I, I don't want to take all three. Yeah. No, go for it. I mean, you're, you're the tour guy. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think uh, the second thing is just to see uh, something outside of the old city because Jerusalem isn't just the old city anymore. Yeah, I would love to take people to the shuk, um, to the Machanei Udashuk, just at the, the market. And I feel like the the sounds and the smells and yes. the flavors and the taste. It's really an example of like that little vibrant is Israel is and you have all different kinds of people walking around there. And uh for me it's a place that's very much alive if you talk about modern day uh Jerusalem and and the state of Israel. And these is it not there's a ton of music. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy what happened there in the shuk. In the daytime, it's a market, and at nighttime, it becomes just a whole party. <laughs> um, I think I think the third place will probably be uh, if you know if uh, if we we talked about the, uh, the the core and maybe the new city. I think the third would be the. Um, I like the connection between. Um, I don't know if this is. I'm just thinking about Yad, the connection between Yad Vashem and Har Herzl and the Knesset. Yeah, so let's let's just unpack that for a minute. Yad Vashem sure. being our, the National oh, Holocaust God. Memorial. Har Herzl is Mount Herzl is our national military cemetery. Right. And and what was the third part of that you said? Um, no, and then and then uh, down the hill from there is the Knesset, the, the Israeli Knesset. So I don't know if this is the uh, this is what just came to mind. I was just thinking about how. How special it is when you go through that path, uh, which is really a sim- symbolic of connecting between the, where the Jewish people were uh, pre, uh, uh, you know, went through the Holocaust, pre the state of Israel, and all of a sudden you come up and you get to the um, the place where uh, our you know our soldiers were you know sacrificed their life for the state of Israel, and then you come out and you see. All Jerusalem and the the Knesset, the Israeli Parliament, Beautiful. and uh, you go through this uh, this a journey. A journey. Yeah, you're you're painting a fabulous picture, and I really hope that we can take the opportunity to to uh, explore that live with you in person. That's amazing, and yeah. and I'm sure that when we finish this, you'll think of some other places to add. But I'm uh, sure I, I, this is, I have so many. I was really just taking it out off the bat. I don't know. I have I have so many things in my head and they're running. <laughs> but I should have said. Well, no. I mean, even just the the first you know place, the the, the city of David. Right, city of David. Not, that, that could be an entire day. And Mount Olives. Oh my God. <laughs> have you ever recorded any of the of, of the biblical music, specifically from Psalms, in the city of David? Yeah, um, we um, we actually have a video of our our cover. Yeah, of the, Hallelujah, the, the Hallelujah. We, we did in this in the Dave, King David's palace. We sing Hallelujah. Wow. Yeah, so was... it's a very uh, that was very powerful. Oh, my heart's racing just thinking about the idea of that. Wow. Okay, well, folks, when when tourism comes back, <laughs> it's our invitation. Um, now, sticking sticking with Jerusalem for a minute, one of my all-time favorite songs because of the music and because of the meaning is Yerushalayim Shel Zahab, Jerusalem of Gold. Um, naturally, you have your own incredible version. It's a it's a well, I think just one of the verses. Um, so I want to just play that for a moment and then come back and talk about not just your singing, but that's the incredible history behind it. Um, Ha uh-huh. 
I know you know the history there, and it's an amazing song um, originally sung by Naomi Shemer, who was one of our, Israel's most famous singers uh, still today. Um, And that version, I think, just had one stanza, but what's the, there's a tremendous history about that. I I, want to just ask you to, to, to share what you know about it and then maybe talk a little bit. Yeah, so Yerushalayim Shazah was actually a song written by Nomi Shemer pre- before uh, the Six-Day War. And it was kind of a song of longing to the old city of Jerusalem. And she wrote how, you know, we're, we're missing, the, the old city is empty from the Jewish people and we want to return. And so, and then, um, finally, right, that, that, that year came the Six-Day War and the Jewish people are returned to, uh, to the old city of Jerusalem and to East Jerusalem. And she actually added uh, a verse saying that, you know, the final verse. The final verse. And I think that's the one we sang, right? Uh, or we didn't, but um, no. we didn't. But in, in the full uh, version. In the full version, yeah. So in the full right. version, so she actually adds a verse saying that, you know, we um, playing on the words of everything that we were missing, we finally re- returned to. We finally returned to uh, to Jerusalem and the sun is shining there. We go down the road to the Dead Sea, uh, um, you know, to, uh, next to Jericho, on the road of Jericho from Jerusalem. And um, it's a very, very moving song. You know, uh, another thing about that song is that um, Rav Goren, which, he was the chief rabbi of uh, the Israeli army. He uh, writes in his, in his memoirs, in his book, he writes that when he got to the Temple Mount, so he wanted everyone to right away start singing Hatikva, the national anthem. When he, the, when he, when they, when, when, during the war. During, during the war, when they finally got to the Temple Mount and they said, you know, the Temple Mount is in our hands. He had said, okay, let's start singing the national anthem. And, okay. uh, and all of a sudden, all the soldiers started singing Yerushalayim Shezahav. And he said, I didn't, I didn't know that song. It was a modern song. It was song. a modern song. He was so, all these youngsters are singing this new song. <laughs> And, um, because it had just been released. And yeah, and so that was, uh, that was the first thing, uh, sung, uh, when returning there. I didn't know that. That is extraordinary. I was so glad I, uh, had you share that. That's amazing. Now, so now here, here's a, we're, we're 50 years later. You, Nina, you were born there. It, it's central. We've discussed it central to, to our lives individually, but as a people. Um, if you were writing another verse, Naomi Shemer finished it with the with the um, uh, joy of having returned. We were, our, our our mournful prayers have been answered, and now we're back. If you were writing another verse fifty years later, not what would the lyrics be, but what would the theme of that be? Wow, Nina, yeah, what do you say? You want to answer? I think. Um... In the sense of returning to Jerusalem, there's a, I feel like the stage that we're at now, nowadays is kind of searching for the, the spiritual Jerusalem in the sense that, uh, the physical Jerusalem is, is being 
you know, built up every day and growing and, and flourishing as a city. And I feel like the stage that we're at now as a nation and, and as the world is searching for, for that spiritual level of Jerusalem. What does it mean to rebuild Jerusalem on a spiritual level? What does that mean to, uh, to add another level to our spirituality and to our, uh, our values as a society and, and as a world? And what is that? Um, you know, when we say in our the tradition, the Shana Babi next year in the built Jerusalem, which is rebuilt, we mean both physically, um, and we also mean on a, on a more um, spiritual and, and social level. So I feel like if I would write another verse, it would be about aspiring to, uh, uh to, to, to reach that, that. To the Pasuk, to the, you know, the Pasuk of, uh, of Ishaya, who have, uh, my house is going to be a house of prayer for all nations. And Jerusalem, really, the name of Jerusalem is, uh, has the word shalom, has peace in it. And I think uh, the, the, the message of Yerushalayim should be the, the ultimate peace. Um, that's what all the prophets said in Yerushalayim. And so if the Jewish people finally return to their homeland and to, their, and to Jerusalem, now our mission is... How do we make Jerusalem the place which brings the peace to the world? How do we create peace within ourselves? Within ourselves into the world, yeah. Wow, that's so stirring. I, I, I wasn't intending it, but if you want to stay up all night and write it, um, I'll be thrilled to hear. <laughs> now, I will and your people will be so thrilled to hear that tapping off of, of uh, what we sang 50, 50 plus years ago. That's amazing. Um, but thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to I want to skip to something that's contemporary. We would not, not that we can't speak about Jerusalem for another uh, two thousand years. We can, um, <laughs> but but you've got so many amazing songs, and even for people who don't know Hebrew. But so I'd like to s- skip for a minute to some uh, contemporary music. Uh, Nina, you mentioned James Taylor and Tracy Chapman, just as two who you grew up with. There are so many amazing songs of yours especially or even for people who don't know Hebrew, these great contemporary uh, classic uh, rock and folk rock songs that you do. And for me, I grew up on that music. I love it. It's like being a kid in a musical candy store. There are too many good ones to pick from, to be really honest. But I want to end with this one because of the song and the meaning. The lyrics of Lean On Me can be interpreted as just being among individuals Certainly, it can be used uh, for a broader context as we, as Jews, have lived and been responsible for one another over the millennia, but also in the context of Jewish-Christian relationships over the past century, where Christians have stepped up and demonstrated real, genuine, unconditional love and support for Israel and the Jewish people. So let's listen to that for a moment, because I think there's something so beautiful, and I'd like to talk with you about it.
modern songs to do and and um well yeah go ahead tell, tell me about that that's a great question yeah um because it's very important for us to uh sing songs that we relate to in terms of the lyrics and the content it's actually a it's even a, a dilemma that we come across sometimes uh can I give an example of uh of china yeah we have uh we've uh our one of our videos became very popular in china and we now have uh uh, we have a certain agent who's uh, help, helping like upload our music to uh, some social media platforms in China. We keep getting requests to sing very uh, you know popular pop songs, and we keep turning them down. And they don't understand why we're so picky. And we say, you know, say, you know, do, what what type of music do you like? You don't understand why you know. You like, know could, you, could you sing so and so song? It's very popular now on social media. We're like, oh, we we really don't relate to it's the not, words. It's not modest enough, or it's not. Uh, uh, it's the content is not you know that doesn't feel right for us. Right. Anyhow, so I think when when we find a. A song from like a modern song that we relate to uh, in terms of our values, in terms of its content, if we find it meaningful, somewhat inspiring or, or positive or uplifting songs that talk about connecting to ourselves, connecting to each other, unity, um, love in, in, in its deep sense, then, uh, then we're, we're glad to share them and we feel a lot of meaning in it. I think it's just a song that's popular, but but we don't relate to on a deeper level, then we won't cover it. Got it. So Lean On Me kind of checked all those boxes. Definitely. Um, now, what's, the, what's your favorite uh, contemporary song that you've done? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, that's a hard choice. Yeah, there's too many. What's <laughs> uh, your favorite in terms of the, the meaning uh, of the lyrics, I I feel very connected to Man in the Mirror, who did a yeah. cover of that once, uh, just in the sense of uh, making a change and starting from ourselves. Yeah. That's nice. By the way, the meaning comes across more with you than I think in the original. <laughs> it's less of the of the the show around the words. <laughs> um, and, and how about what's is there one that you haven't done yet that you just really want to do that you just haven't made made an opportunity yet there's a few on our list thinking of the covering sound of silence oh nice so when you when you mentioned james taylor and because you're a duet i'm thinking of mockingbird with carly simon which they perform so beautifully would that would that make your list um yeah Absolutely. yeah why not if we <laughs> the truth is that yeah we there, there's so many songs to record and there's um there's so many kids that are, are crying when we try to 
but um, that that's that sounds good. Now, y- y- Yoni, you just mentioned the kids, and obviously, and we were having the I, I introduced two guests, but we actually have three guests today, and that's amazing. Um, I was thinking something along the in preparing for tonight, uh, something along the lines of the Partridge family. I mean, do you you and Nina met you? You're, you're a musical team, you're a marital team, and it's and it's amazing. Do you, it's probably too early to tell if your kids are musically inclined. Would, would you want to go that way? Would you want to be, you know, the, the Tokayer family, a la the Partridge family? Not too early to tell. Uh, we have a son who's a percussionist since uh, since he was two. He's now wow. three and a half. He's he, drumming and everything. He wakes up at 6 a.m. and he doesn't stop being angry. Our neighbors hate us. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's incredibly good. He he does beats that I have a hard time following. Um, so and then our daughter, our oldest daughter, she, she sings. She sings so beautifully, and she remembers lyrics like like wow. that. better than me. I mean, that's that's, 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 that's <laughs> such a big deal. Right? I I don't remember the lyrics so well. Yoni's but. better at remembering chords. I'm more on the lyrics. Uh, okay. but, but I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a thought. I mean, it'll be fun to record it for sure to record a song as a family. Uh, I actually just recorded them. Uh, it, you know, we were, we were in quarantine and it was getting, we ran out of, out of activities. So I took them into the studio and I let them, uh, each have a recording uh, session, yeah, have a recording session with me. Um, so that was fun. Um, and I was, and they were surprisingly, uh, on beat and on, on the, on key. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that that could possibly work. I think I think it's to us, it's really important also to to really see that it's something that they would want and not something that as parents, you know, we would try and and throw upon them. And also, I think it's a, it's a thin balance nowadays between, on one hand, I I like sharing part of our family with uh, our followers and with the world, but on the other hand, we also try and keep a sense of uh, of privacy. And not expose our children too much. It's they're they're guest uh, stars in our videos, but we don't want them to be a built-in part of the package. Uh, so it's it's a it's a thin balance. We're constantly trying, and and also just I think with social media, trying to on one hand create content, but on the other hand also be able to be in the moment, just as as parents as a family, not document them every single second of the day. So we're we're in search of, of the right balance in that sense. Well, I, 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 I know that everyone who's listening and then will listen to your music will join me in expressing prayers that that will, that you'll find that balance and that you'll continue this incredible, uh, I- incredible way of expression and, and that, that just so engrosses those of us who have the privilege of watching and listening to you. It's, it's really beautiful. I want to, uh, honestly, I'm emotional just thinking, t- talking to you. And I'm so grateful. I wanted to do this for so long. The, the inspiration from Zion podcast is now just a little over six months old. And so how fitting that we get to celebrate Adar and have people come out of this episode of our podcast with a little bit extra joy. Um, so I'm really grateful for you um, making time to, to join us today, uh, balancing the family thing. Try, we tried to schedule it when the kids would be sleeping, but that's okay. It's all normal and it's all organic. Um, and I'm also so grateful that we have the privilege of having your voices open and close each episode. Um, I want to encourage everybody to follow Yonina on their YouTube and other social media and join them in their virtual tours 
uh, to, at yoninamusic.com um, and connect with us at Genesis one, two, three before, uh, because I, I'm, I'm pretty confident we're going to figure out a way to engage the two of you, both virtual and in person. I'd like to do that. In addition to inspiration from Zion, another Genesis one, two, three foundation program run for Zion is the first program uniquely for Christians centered around the Jerusalem marathon, creating meaningful and lasting experiences. We look forward to having you be able to join us in person soon, but now are offering you a way to connect from wherever you are in the world through virtual tours, webinars, and briefings. For information or to register, please go to runforzion.com. Join Run for Zion and bless Israel with every step. Before I just let you go, anything else that I have inspired that you'd like to add or that uh, anything else to close it out? Just, uh, thank you so thank much you so for all these warm words. And, uh, it was a meaningful conversation. It's really been a pleasure. Well, I've enjoyed it. And I'm sure everyone else has. Um, let, me, let me just close it out by acknowledging a couple of other things. First of all, uh, if you've stayed with us this long, then you deserve a reward, not because this is a hard conversation to listen to, but uh, beginning this past month, the Genesis One Two Three Foundation is offering a special gift. So each month, We'll be giving away a special volume, a book from Jonathan's bookshelf, we call it. And we want to just ask you to go to the Inspiration from Zion social media and like and follow us. And when you comment and share the link to this program, we're going to enter you at each time uh, uh, to enter um, to be a, a random winner for one of the unique books about Israel that I'm going to be um, giving away as a gift. And this month, it's uh, Dr. Gordis, Dr. Daniel Gordis's uh, book, Israel, A Concise History of, Na- of a Nation Reborn. And it happens to be autographed. So people should follow and like and share this. Um, we're really grateful that this podcast is sponsored by our friends at the Willow Run Greenhouse in Culpeper, Virginia. And if you're in the area and need something that a greenhouse has, please pop in and go get it from them or just say hi and thank them for helping make conversations like this possible. And thank you to the Coin family as well for their meaningful sponsorship. Uh, inspiration from Zion and all the Genesis 123 programs are made possible by donations. So please consider joining us to help continue the dialogue and build bridges. This episode specifically is sponsored by Michael Pate um, of Advanced Cleaning Services. Michael wrote to me that he's, uh, that he's becoming a, a monthly donor and he hopes to increase the amount of soon as his business picks up again. So we want to recognize um, Michael Pate in, in, and uh, the Advanced Cleaning Service in Monroe, North Carolina, just south of Charlotte, if anyone's looking. If you'd like to sponsor a future episode in honor or memory of a loved one or a special occasion, please be in touch with us at inspirationfromzion at gmail.com. And as always, we love to hear your comments as part of a dialogue and invite you to send any questions as well, specifically questions you have about Judaism for our, for our Ask the Rabbi programs. Please share this program with others who you know will also find it of interest and continue to join us right here as we bring you more meaningful conversations about unique topics and people related to Israel that you won't hear anywhere else. Wherever you are in the world, I pray that you and your loved ones are all safe and healthy and send my blessings from right here in the Judean mountains. God bless you. Amen. Amen.